comes. Here. And watch out! He's got Wow. Point, because it's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two-footer. Oh my goodness. All the way! Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Walk It In podcast. Mark and Jeff here, episode 74, recapping the WGC Dell Technologies match play, previewing the Valero Texas Open. Jeff, how you doing today? I'm good, man. You know, if we worked for the PGA Tour, I think they'd be really happy that you're getting in all the sponsor mentions when we're bringing yes. up every tournament. We don't, we don't forget we get there's a lot of money in these. We don't. Yeah. We don't. Unbelievable. We, we can write a letter to Dell. And we can write a letter to Valero and, and see if they uh, appreciate the impressions we're bringing them. Speaking of not getting any money, I have been a week ahead of the winner the last three weeks, I think. Sam Burns gets it done. The 13 seed beats uh, a host of superstars to win the match play this week. It was electric. I had him to win the Valspar two weeks ago. He comes through at match play instead. Um my handicap on Burns, though, the last two weeks, Jeff, he's back. Yeah, man, you keep calling your shots on these guys returning to form, and you're you're bringing some things together. Last week, we talked about Ricky Fowler. We, we might talk about him this week. He's in the field. Didn't win his group, but showed some life. He's got one more shot to make the Masters, and we've talked about Jason Day. We both liked him. He had a good week. You like Sam Burns. He had a good week. Um, the resurgence is sort of starting with whoever you decide to pronounce his back. So mm -hmm. here we go. Yeah. So I should just, whoever I like this week, I'll hold off and I'll bet him for the Masters. Yeah, but what if the guy you like this week is Ricky Fowler and he doesn't get to play in the Masters? Yeah, good point. Maybe he earns it. He earns a Masters invite. I was, I was just going to say, Ricky's sitting in a position right now where I think he needs a win this yeah. week in order to make it in to the Masters, considering he didn't make it out of his group play uh, well, this previous week, he is the second favorite on the board. We'll get to that. Uh, Jason Jason Day did earn his Masters invite. Did he? Okay, I didn't know if he had a specific. He made. Oh yeah, because he made it to the quarterfinals. Yeah, he's in. Jason Day is in. Um, he continues to be back. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that um, one was. That one hasn't been in doubt now for a couple weeks. Yeah, Sam Burns with back to back good weeks. So Sam Burns is like we're trending. Jason Day, we're past the point of trending. We're just like, yeah, right, now dude, it's like, just, it's it should be just, it, it doesn't even need to be qualified anymore. Jason Day should just be, just be spoken about as a, a right. golfer. Yes. As a top level golfer at the moment. Absolutely. And Ricky Fowler with a good week like this, especially with all the pressure on the line for a guy who you would expect to be playing the masters, but it's not. We could, we could, we could have ourselves with a, a fourth guy, third guy who's officially back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's true. Um, how much golf did you watch this week? Too much because I screwed the pooch on a lot of my matchup bets throughout the week. I felt really good going into this tournament. I, I liked the handicaps. I, I just thought we had a great episode this previous week for the WGC. And honestly, things looked pretty good for me at a couple different points. I mean, I put I loaded up on Hatton. And that just didn't work out. But whatever, chalk one guy up. Um, when you looked at Cam Young, Patrick Cantlay, Jason Day, I really thought I was going to end up in a 
in a straight money position with Cameron Young playing J Day, and then J Day fell apart against Scheffler. Uh, and then candidly, I was rooting for Burnsy to beat Scheffler because I was like, I don't think Cam Young can beat Scotty. Right. And mm-hmm. then Sam Burns boat raced him. What he was that? Boat seven raced and six, him six and five. Yeah, six and five. Unbelievable. Right I there mean, on Sam, the river. Sam Burns was unbelievable. I think he birdied seven of eight holes in one stretch there on the in the final match. He was making putts from all over the place, and which Sam Burns does. Yeah, he's a great putter. That's that's why he makes sense in that kind of format. But yeah, man, like right up and down the Colorado River, just getting boat raced. You saw all those people out there partying, having a good old time. And Cameron Young, he had it. Like he was playing good golf. He never had the championship match. Like that was pretty much over from the start. But I was bummed with a 30 to 1 ticket and a half unit. I thought we were staring at another victory and it didn't come to fruition. You had Scotty to win. His loss in the playoff to Burns. That whole left side of the bracket looked really good for me because in addition to Day and Cantlay, I had Scotty. Yep. And I knew I was going to lose one of them when when Scotty and Day played each other. But between the three of them, I said, I'm in in good shape. And uh, it just didn't work out. Uh, Scotty didn't play his best golf, um, you know, but uh, he he forced a playoff. He, he, you know, he made that that one comeback. but uh, ran out of a little bit of steam, I guess, or or just not even ran out of steam, just didn't have his A game. No, um, he still played well, but yeah, Scotty's A game is in a whole different level. Um, yep. Anything else from the turn? I mean, we, we were about to turn the page to our last Texas event before we head over to Augusta. Uh, any other yeah. specific notes? I mean, a lot of number one seeds got knocked off. Rom doesn't make it out of his group, loses to Billy Horschel, which opened up a pathway for Cam yeah. Young. Ricky beats Rom day one, and I thought we're gonna cruise. Ricky's going to he's gonna win match play, he's gonna win the Masters, he'll never lose again. And and Horschel beats him and ends up winning the group. But um, yeah, a couple of takeaways. Rory looked great. Yep. Um golly, going down the, the groove, Xander looked awesome. Uh, there were so many guys that like ran through their groups. Um, I did nail the Matt Kuchar uh, group. Yep, good um, pick on that one. Yeah, Matt Kuchar looked really good uh, for, for most of the week. Um, I don't know. I mean, so many top seeds won the group, and it, yeah. made, it just made for a really exciting, uh, really really exciting week. Honestly, Terrell Hatton. Um, you know, we talked about the the good. We we should talk about the bad. Uh, Terrell Hatton, the, the most public play of the week, laid a big fat egg going zero and three. He did. Um, that was they said that he was had super an... disappointing. And now he's the favorite this week. So who knows what to expect from from Terrell Hatton? There was talk of an injury on the range Wednesday morning, and maybe that played a factor in it. Just his, never had it. His very first shot of the tournament on Wednesday morning, he was uh, like clinching his fist. And yep. I thought he hurt his hands. He ends up playing the rest of the week. I was like, oh, shit. You know, we bet we, all, all these bets on Terrell Hatton. And he's going to withdraw after his first shot of the tournament. Yep. But, uh, yeah, he didn't play well. Um, that was really the lone, like, shitty um, the pick of the week. Yeah. Um, yep. You could say Jordan Spieth laid a, laid a dud. Uh, he went one and two this week. Um but uh, yeah, man, a lot of a lot of top seeds uh, advancing, which was which was great to see. Zal Torres, another zero for three, but his his game is not made for this. He can't putt. He 
<laughs> what was that? Was it Wednesday? He had that. Yeah, that one missed Short, three shorty quarter. miss oh with a God. couple couple pump fakes on the way through the golf ball. It was, it was he ugly. Is embarrassing putter. <laughs> with that stroke, it's not pretty. I will say, I think that this once again showed how awesome this event is. You, you really, it's hard to draw up anything better. This is a great break in the, the best non-major play. of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And for the way that the gambling community uh, sort of centers itself around golf, it's a great opportunity for the PGA Tour to figure out what do you do next. It's a Pete Dye course with some really interesting holes. Obviously, 13 with the drivable par four sets up some really good um, this or that decisions on the tee box all the way through to the green. I hope something comes back. I, I hope this is a just a good reminder of Switching it up, having something a little bit different does a lot for the fan, especially when there's 50 events a year. Like, give us something else to look forward to that's not a major. And honestly, not Zurich either. The alternate shot team thing, I'm just, it's cool, but it's not like match play. Match play just has so much history in golf. I love, 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 love that this exists. I'm bummed it's not on the docket for next year, but maybe they'll surprise us. Yeah, I I still think there's time for, for, Yeah, you know, the world at times, no matter what you're talking about, can be reactionary, right? So hopefully Jay Monahan and crew see how awesome this is. Probably TV ratings, sponsors, that whole thing, but fan support and and it doesn't go anywhere. Um yep. won't be in Austin next year, but you know, if if it if we have it, but who knows? Hopefully yep. they bring it back. Yeah. And like I said, last Texas event before we head over to Augusta. So we will position ourselves away from match play and head back to good old stroke play. We've got the Valero Texas open and we've got a pretty weak field overall. Surprising more players aren't playing considering it's the week before a major different guys approach this different ways. You have JT who's taken two weeks off. I mentioned him on a previous podcast. I thought he might be here since he didn't play the WGC this past week, but He's taking two weeks off. I mean, guys, big name guys. It's really Terrell Hatton. It's Ricky Fowler. It's Hideki Matsuyama. Like that's pretty much it. And Matsuyama's coming off a withdrawal. Right. So you're talking about a really interesting field. A lot of guys who could play their way into the Masters if they get the win this week, but not a star-sided field by any stretch. I mean, it's you just made made the point for me. Terrell Hatton, shortest odds, twelve to one to win. Guy couldn't win anything last week. Had the hand injury. Who knows where he's at? He's in the field, so he must be fine, or at least fine enough. Um, I'm going to just start us off right away. I'm not taking Terrell Hatton. I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole at 12-1. to 1, He has been playing good golf. This might be a little bit of buyer's remorse after last week. Like I'm pretty disappointed. I don't think it's actually buyer's remorse. I think this is the wrong phrase, but you get the point. I bet a lot on him. He didn't show up at all. I'm spurning Terrell Hatton for at least a week. He's in the doghouse. He's in the doghouse. That's exactly right. That's fair. And I don't think he's ever played this tournament. So if if he's going to be in the doghouse, this is probably a good week to to uh, to sit him, right? Hand injury, hasn't played this tournament. Um, just kind of wait and see where he's at. Yep. And right after Terrell, it jumps right to the guy we spent a lot of time talking about who beat John Rahm in his first match last week, has a chance to play himself into the Masters. If there's a storyline to follow this week, it's Ricky Fowler and whether or not he can get it done. I believe, and I can check on this, but I think Ricky has to win to make it into the Masters this week. I do not think he can get there any other way. I think it has to be the win. 
Mark, you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you know. But- I'm gonna I'm gonna check while we're talking. Um, but but you might be right. Yeah, I think it's the winner of this is exempt into the Masters, but I do not think any other finishing position matters, and I don't think Ricky can get enough points at any other finishing point or any other finish uh, finish position in order mm-hmm. to get into the Masters. So Ricky's in an eighteen to one, and then I'm just going to run through the twenties because we're kind of right on that edge. We got Siwoo Kim at twenty-two to one. Hideki, I've already mentioned him at twenty-two. Corey Connors, defending champion, twenty-two to one. Taylor Montgomery. 25 to one and Davis Riley, 25 to one, Chris Kirk, 28 to one. I just misspoke. Corey Connors won a couple years ago. JJ spawn is your defending champion. He sits at 30 to one. So my mistake, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's your crop of guys in the twenties, including Ricky Fowler. Do you like anybody? And let me just start. Do you like Ricky Fowler this week? Is he going to get it done? Mm -hmm. Say more. I refuse to be on the bench for Ricky Fowler's next win. And Coming off of a really, I mean, he's in the middle of a, a good stretch of golf. Just took down Rom. He didn't win the group, but he still looked pretty good at match play. Um, his last handful of tournaments, right? T11, T10, T20, T31, T13. He is firing on most cylinders. He's the second favorite in the field, and he needs it, right? Um, just because you're hungry doesn't mean you're going to eat. I I do. um, I do firmly believe that, but given the field, I can't see, I can't see a scenario in which Ricky Fowler is not in contention on Sunday. I'll put it that way. So might as well take a shot at 18 to one. And that's what I'm going to do. Now I'm going to root for him as a fan, but I, as a better, I, I strongly believe that he'll have a really good week. So half unit on the win. And uh, he is even money to finish in the top 20. I've got a, a unit and a half on that. Yeah, I've got him as well this week. I'm like you bought into the hype. I, As I was preparing my notes, I basically wrote it out as like, it's just time. Like, Ricky, you got a lot to play for. You got a big opportunity. You're the kind of guy who belongs at the Masters when you're playing well. And you've put together a lot of really good weeks. So just put it together for four rounds. Like, that's literally the thing that's been his Achilles heel over the last few months, because for a while he had lots of Achilles heels. He just wasn't playing good golf. But since we got into the swing season, into the new year, he has been in the mix. You and go back to farmers. Yeah. Waste going. management. Genesis. I can keep naming him, but he's like yeah. been in it. And his approach numbers look good. He's hitting the golf ball well. He keeps he's going. Had, uh, he's had decent success here. Uh, two T-17s and three starts. Yep. Um, so he's comfortable enough. And that was... Those two T-17s were during a, a rough patch of his career. So now that he's playing well, um, I, that deserves to be beefed up. Yep. He's longer off the tee than most guys. This is a long course, measures up over 7,400 yards. I think this sets up really well for Ricky. He's going to be a very popular play this week. I hope, considering that we were both on Terrell Hatton last week, that this does not go that direction. Um, but I got the win at 18-1 to 1 for a half unit, and I took top 10. Uh, plus 210 for a unit. You said top 20 for you, right? Top 20 at even money for a unit yep. and a half. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, we will we will see if if Ricky can deliver, uh, but we're both playing him at 18 to 1, and uh, I think we won't be the only ones. Yeah. Looking at the rest of the 20s, Mark, I've got another guy in this section. Do you have anybody in this section? Nope. Go ahead. Okay. So, for me, I'm also going to take Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim has been playing solid golf of late. 
He's had good history here. Four of his last five, T23 or better. His approach numbers have stayed relatively consistent throughout the year. A couple rough patches. He had the previous win at Sony back in January uh, and a decent week last week at the WGC. Uh, missed the cut at the, at the Genesis, but other than that, it's been top 20 finishes, including a win since the calendar turned over to 2023. Given his history here, and maybe while he's not the longest guy off the tee, he, and just as a, as a note, relative to this course, th- this is one of the easiest courses when you miss the fairway. The rough mm-hmm. is not penal. Um, it's a little bit like what we saw at WGC last week. Like If you miss the fairway at Austin Country Club, you're not penalized unless... You're blocked in by something. That's the only risk at the Oaks course here at TPC San Antonio. But Siwoo's skill set plays well here. He's got a, a good chance to put it all together. I like him not only to win at 22 to 1 for a half unit, but I like him a top 20 plus 115 for a unit. Um, yeah, I'm I thought about him. Um I do have two guys further down the board that I think uh present a lot of value, but uh, I I'm considering Siwoo for a, a one and done pick this week in all transparency. He's on my shortlist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, moving through the thirties and the forties, quick rundown of some key names, defending champion, JJ spawn at 30 to one, Matt Kuchar, the guy who won his group last week, you predicted as such, he's sitting at 30 to one and you've got Ryan Fox, 40 to one, Matt Wallace for uh, one last week at Corrales, the crossover event down in the Dominican Republic. His first one on the PGA Tour. You got Brendan Todd, Ben Griffin, Alex Noren, Thomas Dietrich. Those are your guys who round up the 30s and the 40s. Mark, anybody in that window for you? Yeah, man. Uh, Ryan Fox. He's 40, uh, 40 to 1 this week. He's up to 36 in the world. He's coming off a 2 and 1 showing uh, at match play in Zal Taurus, English, and Putnam's group um, last week. And playing really, really well over his last 16 rounds. 28th in the field, T to green, 31st in approach, 18th in putting. Um, his last handful of starts um, look pretty good. T27, T14, T17, T11, T20. Um, I don't know if I've ever bet on Ryan Fox, honestly. <laughs> but in this field, uh, with the way he's playing, I think 40 to 1 is uh, kind of crazy, if you ask me, uh, for the 36th uh, best golfer in the world, according to uh official world golf ranking so uh i will be on foxy 40 to one and half a unit and then a top 20 is two to one for a full unit i liked ryan box i had him last week to to get out of his pool i believe and uh saw a couple of his swings didn't get a lot of tv coverage but that guy has some tree trunk legs and he can put some moves into the golf ball absolutely big big dude going yeah yes he is um, I like one more guy in this range. I bet him earlier this year. I was trying to actually go back and figure out which week I actually bet Mr. Thomas Dietrich. Uh, and that was the Honda Classic when he five putted and then withdrew. Uh, so Thomas <laughs> and I don't necessarily get along, but I'm going to look past that this week. And at 45 to one, I'm going to take him to win. He was a decent talk of the town when we were moving into the California and Florida swing. That's actually when I bet him at the Honda. Withdrew terrible wedge or terrible putting, terrible everything that week. But if you look back to the fall, he really had a good stretch of tournaments, finishing in the top five, top tens on PGA Tour, on the DP uh, World Tour. And he's played in some Corn Ferry events in the past too, which, I mean, let's be honest here. We're not talking about the Corn Ferry Tour. 
The reason I like Thomas Dietrich is he's got a really good all-around game. He will have these moments where he just completely disappears with his irons. And at 45 to 1, I'm willing to take a gamble that this is not the week. He finished T8 at Corrales last week. He finished T24 at Arnold Palmer three weeks ago. Couple decent runs. Again, another guy who puts a charge into the golf ball well above average to his peers in driving distance off the tee. I think he can have a really good week again this week. So I've got Thomas Dutry to win 45 to 1 for a quarter unit and a top 20 at plus 220. He is back in my good graces. Let's see how he decides to withdraw this week. All right. <laughs> uh, right under Thomas Dietrich. Um, Say it. Cam Davis. No, no, no. Oh, I thought you were going to go with another Aussie. I'm going with uh, Nikolai Hogard. Ah, actually. the young yeah. the young guy. Yeah, young young guy, 22 years old. Um, he's coming off a, a runner-up in uh, Punta Cana. Um in the uh, the opposite field event last week, I don't have him to win. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's there yet, but uh, to finish top twenty is plus two forty, and that's my only uh, Hogard bet this week. So uh, half a unit on Nikolai Hogard, uh, top twenty plus two forty. Wanted to sneak that in real quick before we keep going down the odds boards. Yeah, no, I'm glad you got him in. He had a good week last week. This guy was pretty big name at certain points last season. Didn't really put it together in a PGA Tour tournament, but. Last week was a great week. We'll see if he can build on it. Looking down the rest of the board, no real big names. I just mentioned Cam Davis. He's a hot pick this week. He played well at the WGC last week and just absolutely moves the golf ball. Maybe he's live this week. He's not on my card. Um, I went a little bit further down, and I took a name that if you follow this gentleman on Twitter, you most definitely enjoy his content. No, it is not Max Homa, but has been on. At seventy to one, love uh, Benon. <laughs> I, I think I think he's got a real shot. He's been popping up week to week. He like Ricky cannot put four rounds together. He had a T twelve at the Sony Open, T twenty one at the Honda Classic. He had a withdraw back at the Arnold Palmer. But besides that, he's been really consistent since November. Nothing like whoa, he's in the mix. But enough days where he's putting some turn or he's putting some. Um, some of it together, and I think he has a chance this week. He has played this tournament before, T7 back in 2019. If you remember right last year, he was actually on the Corn Ferry Tour, got his card back. Um, he's been playing good golf. This is the kind of guy who has to take advantage of fields like this. Like He's not he's not working his way into – he's not in Ricky territory. It's not about playing in the Masters. This is about finishing high, getting those, those – uh, those points because going into next year, the whole FedEx cup thing is changing and really needs to be in position to make his way into keeping his card for this year. 70 to one. I am going to sprinkle a little bit on the win a uh, quarter of a unit. And then I'm gonna take the top 20 at plus 300 for a half unit. Another guy who hits it far off the tee um, does not have a non-existent iron game. It's not great. It's not bad. And I'm just looking to catch a somewhat positive week on the greens because when it goes bad, it can go really bad. But I like Ben on this week. Yeah. Um, I do not. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, go go on, Ben on. Go on, uh, Betty. I do, I, do, uh, I do like him on Twitter, but uh, good luck with your bet there. Um, further down the board, do you have anybody else? Um, no, those are my four, those are my window. five units. Yep. Okay, okay awesome. So uh, further down the uh, odds board, 90 to 1 is a guy, Ben Martin, who mm. 
Clemson grad. I don't do it often. Um, didn't we bet? Didn't you bet him earlier this year? And we said, oh man, we'll probably never see Ben Martin on the card again. I don't know. He, but he's that, I get. I don't want to say he's that forgettable, but I honestly Brent Grant. I don't remember. It was it was it was Brent Grant. It was not Ben Martin. It was Brent Grant back oh, in the yeah, and he and he withdrew. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was cool. I do remember Brent Grant. Um, ben Martin, his last five starts: T thirteen at Pebble Beach, T five at Honda, uh, T fifty four at the Players, T forty five at the Valspar, and then he finished eighth in Puzicana last week. Um, so he's a guy who has put four rounds together. Um, fairly consistently here uh, over the last couple months and over his last 16 rounds um, his, his, in terms of recent form, he's ninth in this entire field strokes gained T to green. So that alone at 90 to one all piqued my interest um, 15th in the field strokes gained approach and 37th strokes gained putting the guys playing pretty well. He's played this tournament, I believe four times He's made the cut his last three starts here, and uh, I'm going to take a shot. Uh, at 90 to 1, I think it's crazy for a guy who's playing that well. Um, so we're going to do a quarter of a unit on the win, and then three quarters of a unit on a top 40, conservative top 40, plus 125, which I still think is crazy value. I actually had him. He was on my uh, like short list of guys, one of the last guys I crossed off. Young guy. Playing well, I think I like where your heads at this week. I think he's got a good shot. He um one missed cut since September across like I don't know fifteen yeah. tournaments. He's twentieth on tour, all, not just in this field. Twentieth on tour this season in strokes gained approach. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty that's good, excellent stat that you're bringing the people and a guy ninety to one in this field. I, I think it's crazy. I do. I mean, I think that's a great and that's a great find on your end. Anybody else for you, Mark? That's it. That's my entire card this week for all five units. Okay. Same for me. Quick recap rundown here of the picks. I'll start. Ricky Fowler, who Mark is also on, as he said, we will not miss this when he's back in the winner's circle. Chance to play at the Masters. Win bet 18 to 1 for a half unit in the top 10, plus 210 for one unit. See Woo Kim. I uh, like what he's got this week. Place he's played well before. 22 to 1 for a half unit. Top 20 plus 115 for a unit. Thomas Dietrich, scorned lover. Is back on the mix. Back in the mix. Back on the card. Win at plus 45 uh, to 1. Quarter of a unit. Top 20 plus 220 for a unit. And then one of everyone's favorite golf Twitter follows. Ben on 70 to 1 for a quarter unit in a top 20. At 3 to 1 for a half unit. That is my five. I've got Ricky, like Jeff said, uh, to win for half a unit. And then I've got a top 20 uh, at even money for 1.5 units. That's my biggest play of the week. Ryan Fox is 40 to 1 this week. I got him at half a unit. 2 to 1 at a top 20 for a full unit. Uh, ben Martin, it's crazy that he's 90 to 1. I've got him at a quarter of a unit to win. And then three quarters of a unit for a top 40 at plus 125. And then Nikolai Hogard, runner-up last week in Punta Cana, top 20, plus 240 for half a unit. I really like the pick on Ben Griffin. Um, I might sprinkle a little bit on it myself, just considering this field. Ben Martin? Yeah, bet on the right Ben, please. Jeez, yeah, thank you. My God, yes. that would not be great. Yeah. Ben Martin, not Ben Griffin? Ben Martin. 
Okay, so Ben Martin and Ben Griffin are both seen at ninety to one. Is that correct? Uh, Ben Griffin's probably ahead of that. Yeah, I think ben you're Griffin's right. Ben, 40, ben Griffin's forty see, to one. This is this is where I totally effed it up because I was looking at Ben Griffin's stats and I was like ninety to one. Are you no, kidding no, no. me? Ben Martin, ben Martin. But, but Ben Martin's playing really well. Ben Martin is playing really well. You're right. I completely mixed up the Bens. Everyone, um, but, make sure you bet on the right Ben this week. It's yes, Ben Martin this do week. Do not listen to me. Tune me out. It's Ben Martin, not Ben Griffin. Those are our five units on both sides of the card. Folks, the final week until it is Augusta and the first major championship of the 2023 calendar. And we will be back and we will have a action-packed, content-filled bet a palooza for the Masters Tournament next week on the Walking In Podcast. Join us, enjoy the golf this week, and we will see you next week on the Walking In Podcast.